everyone. Welcome to the Rev TC Views podcast. This is the program, Reverend Tash's Talks. Thank you so much for joining me. And if this is your first time, a very special welcome to you. I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. It is always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. And my co-host Wayne is in the house. Hi, Wayne. Oh, hi, Rev. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, I have had better days, but uh, I'm hanging in there. I'll be fine. Yes, and it's Friday, so we are here at our regular Friday night hangout. Yes, <laughs> this is where you find me on a Friday night. All right. And I see we have Jonathan in studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Okay. And I think he got a badge for being here for the first time, so he's our special guest. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, welcome, Jonathan. <laughs> I think, is he still there? Because I'm seeing, I saw three earlier, now I'm seeing two. Yes, I am seeing seeing him. So, oh, okay, cool. I we want to talk about the coronavirus today. We're talking about the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic, to be more specific. We want to talk about its effects, the conspiracy theories, the highs, the lows, and everything in between, as long as time allows. You know, how do we know what information is there to trust? Because we have so much, so so many sources of information and a lot of information that's out there on this issue. And it can become overwhelming. And many persons have really been fearful because of the things that they hear and are believing. And of course, we want to also talk about coping mechanisms that Mm. persons can use during this pandemic, because as long as we are living in it, we're going to have to survive it. So we want to give persons, uh, you know, some tips as to how you can cope during this time. Yep. Right. So let's talk. Let's talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, last, when we entered the year 2020, I don't think anybody had it in mind that the year would have turned out this way. And some persons in the true spirit of New Year's Day, they would have made resolutions and they had plans and so many different things that, you know, they wanted to do. And uh, who would have thought that our agenda, our priorities, everything that we thought were important became insignificant in the face or when confronted with this pandemic and we just had to adjust. Uh, Yes, um, 2020 has certainly uh, taught us that um, we can't take anything for granted because the COVID-19 pandemic just took the world by storm. I don't think any country, any person, any people were prepared for this pandemic. We didn't see it coming. We were totally blindsided. Yes, it, it was something else. And then there came a point when we heard about it in other countries and we were just here in Jamaica looking on and thinking, wow, What's going on over there? And before you know it, the WHO had to declare it a pandemic because it was all over the world. And rapidly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it has affected many, many, many different areas and aspects. And we want to talk a little bit about the effects of this COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, I have a few things here that it has affected livelihoods, it has affected public health, 
food systems because you know there are several countries that are poor you know they depended on food coming to them from other countries who are more able and you know some of that had to stop and based on my reading the 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 con where you have high levels of starvation because they have a, a kind of a statistics about that they say that it's going to increase by the year 2021 and you know that's very concerning the, the pandemic has affected our economies industries especially tourist industry and i think it has affected our social lives too <laughs> it sure has um it has affected all areas of our lives uh, all mm-hmm. in all countries uh mm-hmm. but okay and I, I, go ahead go ahead now you continue because um, I'm not sure where you're headed. Go ahead. I, I I want to delve a little bit into the disruption into the social lives to speak about the children because okay. I am seeing where young children are becoming frustrated. I've heard parents talk about that because they're not able, at least within the context of Jamaica, especially children who don't have other children at home, of course, you know, mm-hmm. they, they are frustrated about the fact that they can't get to see their friends. I even listen to the radio and I hear them interviewing children and asking them, do you prefer to go to school? I see some of, even teenagers, I see them at church and I will ask, do you prefer going to school and having face-to-face classes or do you prefer online? And so far, all of them have said that they prefer going and being face-to-face. And when they say that, I say, why? <laughs> and they say, because I want to see my friends, you know? So, so they, uh, parents and family members have to be very deliberate about taking care of the mental health of our little ones because even though they may not articulate it, they are affected by this pandemic as well in terms of their own social lives. And they need social relationships outside of their family members to, you know, to develop and to grow and to find something interesting and exciting to do. And, you know, single people, elderly people who are home alone, their social lives, of course, would have been affected because going out, we are limited in terms of being able to go out into physical spaces, at least in Jamaica, because we have curfews and we have to do our best to maintain the physical distancing and, and so on. And so many restaurants have shut down Hotels have minimized, you know, their their business, at least maybe not deliberately, but because they can't do any better right. <laughs> due to the fact that less people are coming in. All right, um, to put some context to the COVID-19 pandemic, I have some numbers I wish to share with you and, and um, just to set um, the background. Today at 5.25 p.m., John Hopkins University, they track the pandemic, they track um, the infections country by country and then globally, and they were reporting at 525 that there are 61, at that time there were 61.5 million infections worldwide. Mm-mm. And 1.44 million deaths. Due to COVID nineteen, yes, from COVID nineteen, uh, mm-hmm. and the the infections and the deaths uh, covered two hundred and twenty countries. Wow! So people are dying and people are becoming um, infected. Now you have people who claim the pandemic is not real, the virus is not real. Yes. The challenge yes. Um, with um, those people is that. These num these um with sixty five million sixty one point five million infections and one point four four million deaths, they will have to the challenge they face is that they need to come up with some provable explanation. If the pandemic is not real, the virus is not real. What is causing these infections and especially the deaths? Or one point four four million people dying. Uh, you might can hide one or two deaths. Um, I somewhat doubt if people can hide 1.4 million deaths. So right. that's the and I, challenge I, they face. Yes, that is a fact. And thank you for sharing the numbers because interestingly, 
And that would take us right into the conspiracy theories because it, I think it boils down to what people choose to believe. And some persons feel that there is some, there is some committee sitting somewhere in this big room planning to run the world. And so they are using this COVID-19 pandemic as a scam. <laughs> they believe it is a scam and, and, <laughs> and it is just to control us. It's a Marxist ideology that they're pushing on us and it's not real. They just want to run our lives. So they come up with a fake vaccine and it's, you know, it's not really a vaccine and they're going to inject something inside of us and it's the mark of the beast and, and we can go on and on and on. But, you know, I think the main thing to recognize from those numbers is that we have been, that the effects of the, the COVID-19 pandemic is undeniable, you know, um, or the, yeah, the effect is undeniable. And I want to also quickly mention that the, the, the pandemic has affected our churches as well has affected how we do church, how we do ministry, how we connect with our membership. Visitation programs, for example, have to be put on a halt. You know, when we could have visited the elderly lady and served communion for those of us who are pastors and, wow. you know, persons who might be in the hospital, you know, visitation programs have been severely affected as well you know, because of this pandemic. So we encourage families as much as possible to give care to those who are elderly, sick, and, you know, otherwise uh, incapacitated. Because while the church would have taken on those things, it is now not wise, you know, for us to, to do that. And, of course, it is discouraged um, from as high as the the government level, where they would have said, you know, do not do not do such things, and you know, you have to maintain, you have to follow the the, the you have to work with the restrictions in the best cool. interest of not only your personal health but the health of the person you're going to visit. Indeed, right. right so that's true. Mm -hmm. So um, we spoke earlier about the effects, and um, yes, one of the well. One of the main effects is um, the effect it has has on uh, economic activities, the economy. Uh, it, it is um, particularly devastating to service industries where, you know, service industries, it's people-centered. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you have like the travel industry, tourism and hospitality, mm -hmm. anything that involves people interacting with other people has been severely impacted because the protocols coming from the public health authorities and the governments is um, physical distancing. People stay as um, a minimum of six feet from the other person. So these um, these industries that depend on people serving people, providing service to people, were totally affected. Uh, our tourism industry, which is one of our main in Jamaica here, one of the main uh, earners of foreign exchange was all but shut down for perhaps three, four months. And when, uh, when activities um, resumed, uh, they resumed at um, significantly reduced levels than pre-COVID levels. Of course, with education, face-to-face uh, -face, uh, -face learning in a classroom, that is all but non-existence now. It's, everything is, most everything is online. And of course, children of low-income families are at the greatest risk of being left behind because most of these children don't have the equipment to participate in, or a lot of them don't have the equipment to particip um, participate in online learning. Either the, a device, a tablet or a computer, or internet connectivity. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, interpersonal relationships um, personal relationships don't do well with physical distancing. So that has been severely impacted. So we have limited or no social interactions. And if you're like me, I've been working from home from March. That's from the onset of COVID-19 <laughs> in Jamaica. So uh, many people are in, uh, in a similar position. You just mentioned a church. Church services have been severely restricted. In-house services have been, um, the numbers have been significantly curtailed. So churches have to 
pivot to online services. Right. And, and the and of course um, it has um, not everybody again have facilities to participate in online services. And of course, other church activities like the ones you just mentioned have been severely impacted. Uh, our dress code has totally changed. Once upon a time, anybody um, wears, uh, if you encounter somebody wearing a mask in public, you call the police. Because it's normally, well, it's, it used to be only criminal elements who wear <laughs> Put it on the rubber bank? Or yes, or some <laughs> other establishment. <laughs> now today, wearing a face mask has become a fashion uh, statement an essential part of our dress code i mean the ones who are following the protocols right so our dress code has totally changed a mask wearing i wonder if we'll ever change from that because as you just said a fashion statement people now coordinate their outfits with their masks so everything does stream yes many people i still see some persons who looks like armed robbers in their masks <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> the difference is today you don't know the difference between who is a robber and who isn't. <laughs> these days. Yeah. Who is a robber. Right. So, so you know, I, I want us to 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 move into the conspiracy theories though. Okay. You know, because we have a lot of misinformation going on out there. So is this COVID nineteen pandemic fact or fake news? Is it reality or fake news? And you would have mentioned already that those who think that this is fake, they the yeah. burden they, they have the burden of proof on, on them to to to, to tell wh what is the cause of these this, this type of infection, the and rate yes. of infection, mm -hmm. and the, and the related deaths as well. Mm -hmm. You know. But, but what are some of the things that people are saying about this COVID-19 pandemic that maybe two or three things that, that, okay. that we can, that we have, it's baseless. There's no proof. There's no evidence right. of it. Well, so far, all the conspiracy theories have been, have been baseless. And the, <laughs> the, the, the purveyors of the conspiracy theories, they don't see the need to provide any evidence for their theories. They just throw out a theory and it is left hanging and people cling to it and spread it, especially on social media. Okay, in the initial stages of um, COVID-19, well, in the early days, the first conspiracy theory I think that was making the rounds was the one about 5G technology. You know, um, 5G yes. technology is mm -hmm. a new generation um, for... Um, it's supposed to make things like internet connectivity faster. Your cell phone should be able to, you can surf the net faster and stuff like that. So that theory was making the round. That is the 5G technology cause it. So people, <laughs> people don't want to have anything to do with 5G technology. Of course, no, no proof was presented, but it just run the place like wildfire. Then you'd, you'd <laughs> You'd have mentioned one. Um, there are some um, groups on social media again promoting a theory that this whole COVID nineteen pandemic is is just a plot to control or curtail individual rights and freedoms. So, governments telling you that um, you must wear must wear face masks and uh, mask in public. You must stay six feet from people. You must go home by a certain time. This that some people who we're always suspicious of governments. See this as just another attempt by governments to try to control people and restrict your freedom. Mm -hmm. Another popular one was that the virus which was engineered in a lab in China. You will recall that the first cases of COVID-19, um, the outbreak started in China. In Wuhan. Mm -hmm. in, right. In, okay. Um, it has, it's a popular belief that um, it was engineered in a lab. And it was really intended, it's, in, it's intended to be a biological weapon to, you know, to kill off people. Uh, <laughs> uh, nope. Well, um, although the powers that be, the, the WHO and even some US organizations have debunked have, have this theory that they have no evidence that it was produced in a lab. The, the 
the official explanation for this um, the virus is that it may have crossed over from um, animals into the hum into humans because of, of um, a market in China where they were selling live animals. Mm -hmm. But it makes it says it makes more uh, mysterious. It makes it more fantastic and make um, for those who like mysteries, they prefer to believe that it was deliberately okay um, engineered in a lab. Uh, another one is um, you know we have a, a, a popular we have a regular flu season, especially in the in the northern hemisphere, where the where the, um, the weather changes dramatically from one season to the next. A popular one is that COVID nineteen is no worse than the flu. So, and this one has been promoted by it's, it's no big deal. It's just a little flu. You'll get over it. <laughs> well, um, they, we have seen that it's, it's much more dangerous than the flu. Recently this week, I saw someone who contracted COVID-19 in March and, and, and that documentary on the person. And in November, he was still struggling to recover. Wow. But they have these, oh, these you have time. some people who have long-term effects from the, from the illness. He had to learn to walk all over again. Yes. And a whole lot of major issues. So those are, okay. And then this last one, um, it says COVID-19 is, um, it is being promoted by wealthy elites, you know, the Bill Gates and the other billionaires of this world that they're promoting it and they're using the virus to profit from vaccines. So the basic theory is that these guys are pushing that this virus is out there so that they can um, create a vaccine and then make money from charging for the vaccine. So those Part of the, the new are, world order and the great reset right. and... Right, and yes. all of that, right. right. So the fact is that there is a lot of information out there and uh, mm -hmm. the, the origin of it may still be a mystery. We can only work with the, the information that we get from reputable sources, which is one of the things that we want to talk about. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, you know, we must apply wisdom and wisdom yeah. would suggest that there is a virus it is dangerous and we need to do what we can to protect ourselves from this virus based on the fact that, because another thing that people must always remember too, is that it's, it's fairly new. It's about a year old now. And so scientists and doctors, you know, medical practitioners are still studying and they're coming up with different things as they learn how the virus works and chances are new strains of the virus will be developed too because there have been reports of persons getting ill again yes. even after recovering mm -hmm. you know from from maybe like and there are some persons who do not show any symptoms at all and that's mm -hmm. another thing that they would have to look into and study so there are so many things going on so it is only wisdom for us to protect ourselves in the best way that we know how well we depend on God to keep us safe because we can't be careless. We shouldn't be careless. We ought not to be careless and, you know, go around mixing with people, talking and having saliva flying in our faces and we're not wearing any masks and we're not sanitizing our hands or washing our hands or, you know, mm -hmm. applying wisdom and being clean. So we have to, we have to give attention to those things and recognize that uh, this is there is something going on and we are going to go on the air on the side of caution to say yes we are not going to call it fake news and we are not going to subscribe to the conspiracy theories either because it's not healthy for us to be running wild with every every wind of doctrine quote unquote about mm -hmm. covid-19 we're just running with it you know mm -hmm. But, but yeah, go ahead. What's worse is that um, the conspiracy theories have, so the, the believers in the theories now, they don't take any precautions because they don't believe it exists. But the reality is that even if it's a, if it a man-made virus for whatever reasons, the fact is it exists. 1.44 right. million people died up to 5 o'clock this um, evening. So 
it is, as you said, it's best to take the precautions and protect yourself because people are dying. Right, right. And the pandemic, it, it, we have discussed the effects that it has. They, we have just talked about the conspiracy theories. You mentioned some of the highs and the lows, but I want to... I want to latch on to that just a little bit before we talk about how should we deal with all the information that's out there, all the information that that is that bombards us. How should we, you know, filter what's coming to us for for for, for our own peace of mind and so on. But right. in terms of the pandemic, for the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. and I will just give them, you know, beside each other, like black and white. One okay. of the highs of, of the, the, the pandemic in terms of something, bene- by a high, I mean something beneficial, something good, something mm-hmm. great. Families have connected like never before since this pandemic. Families have gotten closer. They have been more deliberate to connect with each other. They're taking care of each other. And, you know, that is the reality of many families that exist no, but one of the lows on the other, so that's on the one hand, but on the other hand, there there has been an increase in domestic violence and child abuse, and there are several articles and, you know, some authors have said that it is as a result of the pandemic, because with the lockdown, if there was, if the family was a broken family in the first place where someone is an abuser, in that family, the children are not able to leave and go to school. So they're, they're you know, they're out most of the time. Everybody has to be home now. Then yeah. there would have been an increase in that. So that's, that would be one of the lows there. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- within the context of Jamaica as well, one, another high would be that ICT, Information and Communication Technology in Education, has taken on a whole new meaning in Jamaica. You know, yes. with, the, with 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 schools being forced to use the online space now, teachers and and students are like stakeholders all involved. We have to know, you know, use the technology, and if we use it well, it actually enhances the teaching learning experience. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, that's one hand. But on the other hand, many of our students are still not able to readily access the online classes because internet connection problems and you mentioned this earlier in the in the conversation that you know due to the 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 internet connectivity challenges and other things you know they're not able to access the classes and so we have to find other ways and means to get them the content and then the final one that i want to talk about in terms of highs and lows is that since the pandemic some businesses (laughs) have actually started and they are flourishing during the pandemic. Yes, and true, yeah, because yeah, I know I know of at least one person who struggled to get her business up and running. And when the pandemic hit, oh, there was a market for it and she is still doing well. But on okay. uh, on the other hand, no, many persons have lost their jobs and they are struggling financially. So there have been highs and lows during the pandemic. And, you know, we want to really offer hope to persons who have experienced any of these lows to let you know that uh, there is a God who is with you and who can help you through these very rocky times. One of the lows, um, I think one of the main lows for me is um, because of the, the need for physical distancing and the or contagious, or contagious the viruses. Um, people, you have a lot of people dying practically alone, and especially yes. in, you know, in Jamaican context, um, you have someone in the hospital, will family go visit, and you know, you can free with the person, you know, just talk to the person, just be there. But because of the um, restrictions now, many people are dying alone, and um, right. mm-hmm. yeah, so that's one of the. I know a lot of um, many families have suffered from that because their loved ones just died and they couldn't be at their side to comfort them or just to be there for them. And then you can't give them a proper goodbye because there's a ban on funerals as well. And if they're in another country, you can't get to go there. They can't come here. Yeah, it's it's really it's really challenging. 
But, you know, how should we deal with all the information that's out there bombarding us when, you know, so many things are going on? I mean, I have have one one main thing that I want to have, one or two, but but I don't know if you've thought about this though, Wayne. That, uh-huh. How should we deal with all the information that's out there? What should we do? Is how it, do we know what source to trust? Okay, see, because I'm one who I'm not given to conspiracy theories because I I like to ask questions. You know, why, how, when, where? I'm, so I'm not given to conspiracy theory. You can't just tell me something and me just believe and run with it. I'm gonna ask some questions. So I think um for our own peace of mind and to get accurate information, I think we should just rely on, I have three sources, three reliable sources. One, two of them because they're established for that purpose. And one, um, the government sources, they, are, they, they have a responsibility to disseminate information to the public for our, our, our benefit. So I'm thinking that the World Health Organization, which is a, um, an organization which is part of the United Nations, they, it's a body made up of countries, and they're made. Um, the organization was set up for precisely an, a situation like a pandemic, where they can gather inv- um, information, they can investigate, they can coordinate, they can offer advice, they can disseminate information as to how best to treat the pandemic and things like that. So I, I think... Stick to the WHO, see what okay. they have to okay. say. And in the absence of provable contradictory information, I'm going to go with what the WHO says. Now, um, we in Jamaica, we are very, we depend a lot on the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the United States of America, which is a, an expert body of people who they have cutting edge um, technology. And they do the research and the whole sort of stuff about diseases, how to control and prevent it. I will take mm-hmm. information from them. In the Caribbean, we have the Pan, the Pan American Health Organization, PAHO, and I think mm-hmm. we also have a Caribbean um, health organization. Those organizations, I will take information from, and the Ministry of Health and the public health um, public health officials. All right. Uh, any little one man company social media comes said this and so that no, I'm not interested in what he has to say. But reliable organization. First of all, I don't I one don't, man I don't or one any, woman. Or one woman. I don't I don't take information relating to life and death situations from social media. So I say restrict it to official sources with a proven track record of disseminating credible information and preventative information that over the years has proved they have proven to be reliable and trustworthy. And I can appreciate that. So you said the World Health Organization, the Pan American. Yes, the Pan American Health Organization. Health Organization. Mm -hmm. Centers for Disease Control and um, Prevention, CDC. Right. So and those would be and Ministry of Health and Ministry Wellness Health here in Jamaica. Yes. Yeah. As well. Right. Yeah. And I want to underscore that, you know, we should choose one or two credible sources and stick with those because uh, and, and to also add to that by saying we should not get caught up in the social media craze and videos and voice notes. Voice notes, you know, voice notes with people who <laughs> don't even have the audacity to identify themselves. Because yeah. that's one of the things that I use to, to discredit even some of these prophecies going around, you know. If God has given you a word, tell me who you are. What is the secret? There is no prophet in the Bible who hid their identity. True. So don't just get on your phone and send a voice note and it's going round and round and it's speaking in tongues and getting in the spirit. And it doesn't matter how, how you sound and how many tongues you want to speak in. If I don't know who you are and I don't see where you are making an effort to let me know that you are Prophet Tashi Campbell, then I am not interested at all. I always have a problem with that. So... I want to encourage persons, do not get caught up in the social media craze. 
Don't get caught up in the videos and the voice notes that are making the rounds on WhatsApp. If it is too challenging to verify the information, then let it pass. Right. All right? If you can't verify the information, just leave it alone. Just let it go. Let it go. Leave it alone. Because these things have great potential to cause people to be fearful. Yeah. And when the pandemic just hit... I had so many people that I had to be calling. And sometimes it's not, it's, I just kind of was just calling persons to check up on how they were. And I recognized that it, I, I, in hindsight, I believe that the Lord would have had me to call them because they were sinking in fear at home, mm -hmm. wondering if they are going to die with all that they were hearing that this thing is about. Mm -hmm. even though it was basis and you know i had to just kind of redirect them and say you know just you know be anxious for nothing yes be anxious for nothing just just go ahead and trust god wow so the final thing that we want to talk about here is how can we cope during the pandemic because persons yeah. it has been a stressful time to be honest it, it has, has been yeah. a stressful time and Working from home has not helped <laughs> the situation in the sense that if you are not careful, you are working and working and working. The home that should be the place of fun and laughter and relaxation, you know, you, you just have to be deliberate to separate that from yeah. your work. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you need a spot, you need a spot, section of an area, a space where you do your work from there. When you get up from that spot, you leave the work at that spot. You know, if it is even in the bedroom, find a corner. Because, you know, not everybody lives in a very big house. <laughs> but, you know, we have to be deliberate to separate the two. So we want to talk about how we can cope and to you know offer hope to 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 those of those persons who are listening to us. Let them know that you know you can you can you can do well during the pandemic. What would what would you say would be some coping mechanisms that we could employ, Wayne? Okay. First of all, I think um one of the main things um we need to do is maintain a positive attitude that this is not the first pandemic the world has experienced. The, the most recent one was 1918, and we overcame that. So we will, this pandemic will pass. It will mm -hmm. pass. It has its challenges, but it will pass. We will find the scientists and the medical people they are working on vaccines, and eventually we will get it under control, and we will continue. So maintain a positive attitude. It's not the end of the world. With all its challenges, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Importantly, keep in touch with families and friends. You know, people talk about um, social distancing. That's become um, the buzzword. Uh, social, the, a more accurate description of what you're, you ought to do is physical distancing. Keep a little distance between you and people so, um, to avoid contact. If you... So you don't have to be socially distant. You can maintain contact with people. Thank God we have um, technology that allows us to do that, from the simple telephone to uh, online, um, what do you call those things? A video, video, video conferencing yes. uh, applications that allow you. Right. Uh, technology, Zoom. Uh, Even WhatsApp, you can do video calls of the eight persons. Right? Yes, WhatsApp, Skype, uh, Microsoft Teams, and I'm sure there are so many others out there. So keep in touch with family and friends. Uh, if, you have, um, if you're a member of a church, you're a Christian, a member of a church, maintain a relationship with your church family still mm -hmm. and with God. Mm -hmm. Very important. Maintain, you see, maintaining a relationship with your church family and with God keeps you... Um, spiritually motivated and keep your focus on God and not on what is happening around you. Mm -hmm. But I know that your focus is on God. Uh, another coping mechanism I would encourage is obey the directives, obey the protocols designed that the ministry, the 
health authorities and the government put out there to control and prevent the spread of the virus. Obey, the, obey them. So they say when you're going out in public, wear, um, cover your, your mouth and your nose. Wear a mask or some other covering. Some um, covering, uh, right. Covering, right. Mm -hmm. Wash hands regularly. Things like that are sanitized. Follow all of those directives. It helps to control and prevent the spread of the virus. Uh, I'm going to allow you to give us a couple now. All right, no problem. And I want to then, just. And add I'm going to come back with one, and I have one last one that I'm going to say. <laughs> All right. right. Well, you've said some of the things that I have, so I will just add to it. I won't repeat mm -hmm. what, what you would have said. But I want to add to it by saying do something that you enjoy. Do something that you enjoy. Take okay. a walk sometimes. Get out of the house. Don't just be inside the house the whole day, every day, seven days a week, going on, you know, because you have to work from home and you have nowhere to go. Go outside, stand in the sun. Uh, go to the gym if you are able. But if not, take a walk and some do something that you've never done but always wanted to do. You know, learn to cook something different and, you know, offer that to a few close friends or family. And you can take a short course too, you know. Now is the time when you can get so many things done online, you know. I am currently doing a video series um, with a project that I want to take on come next year. So I am equipping myself and I'm enjoying it because it's free, by the way. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it because I'm getting ideas. I'm learning from those who have gone ahead of me and so on. So I am doing something like that because I've always wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, I want to just equip myself. And uh, the, 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 I think you already said connect with God and, you know, yeah. your church family. Right. So I would want to say that too. So after you give your final coping mechanism, then okay. I will close off with the final word. And, and I'm not kidding about this mechanism. Whether we want to believe it or not, spreading of conspiracy theories is a coping mechanism for some people. Because um, they, that is how they cope with it. They don't want to face the reality that things are and then restricted. And so them just start spreading some theory around the place. And of course, that gives them a false sense of, um, of security. So, so when they, they spread um, a theory, I guess they don't worry about it because it's just this is not anything. It's man-created man. It's not as bad as um, they're making it out to be. People are not dying. They're, it's all fabricated. So, 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 so you think? So is what? So <laughs> this? What are you saying? I'm not recommending. Say. I'm not recommending oh. it. I'm just, I need I'm to be clear about that. <laughs> yes, I'm not recommending it. But the reality is, um, that's how some people cope with the pandemic. Unfortunately, by, unfortunately, by spreading these rumors, I suppose it gives them some. I guess it does something to them. We're all made up differently. I suppose it gives them. I guess I suppose it does. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I didn't even think of that before you mentioned it because I would have a few other words that I would use to describe, you know, people who do that. And certainly coping is not one of them, but I suppose that is probably the reality of many persons. And I well, need to remind you that I'm not recommending it. Yes, we heard you. You are not <laughs> recommending it. No. All right. I want to draw our attention to a particular scripture. And uh, this, the, this scripture here is Jeremiah chapter 28 and Jeremiah chapter 29. I will not read. I will read only a few verses from Jeremiah chapter 20, 29 for us. And then I will give a final word. Let's take a few seconds of a break. Thank you for staying with us. And in Jeremiah chapter 28, we are given information about a prophet named Hananiah. 
Hananiah was a false prophet. And uh, it, it seems as though God's people, they, they ended up in Babylon. They ended up in this place. And, and Hananiah prophesied, thus said the Lord, in two years, you're going to be out of this. And, you know, things are going to be good and God is going to deliver you and, and all of that. But Ananiah was not prophesying from the Lord. He was prophesying lies, you know. So I, you can read that for yourself. And then I'm going to jump now to chapter 29 in Jeremiah. And I will begin reading from verse 1. And it says, this is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So the people, they were in exile. They were in a place that they didn't want to be in. They were held captive. They were under uh, a kind of a government and rulership that, you know, they didn't belong there, but it just happened and they're there. This was after King Jehoiakim and the Queen Mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers and the artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. Verse 3, he entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and to Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, now this is the right prophecy coming from Jeremiah. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners or diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. And I want to stop there. This is the word of the Lord. We honor it by saying thanks be to God. You know, when I read this, it just reminds me of what's going on now. We are in a pandemic. We have people who are prophesying. I mean, I've never heard so many prophecies in all my years until the pandemic hit, we are hearing prophecies and uh, there are some, some prophets who are prophesying lies. Let me just leave it. I'm not calling any names, but when it don't line up with scripture, when it don't make any sense, the time has expired and nothing has come true that they have prophesied. So we know that it's a lie. But here is it that, so Hananiah wanted to say that you won't be here long in exile. Just ease yourself, you know. In two years, you're going to go. But when you continue to read chapter 29, when Jeremiah spoke on behalf of the Lord, he said that they would have been there for 70 years. It would not have been after until after 70 years that God would have delivered. So the word came that, look here, you're not going anywhere for now. So just build your houses, have your family, enjoy yourself, man, and just go and live for God in the midst of that which you would have been existing in, which would be exile. And I want to extract some principles from that. In this time, as I want to leave a final word, I want to say to us and, uh, you know, Christians everywhere, Pray for your city, pray for your community, pray for your economy, because if it does well, then you are going to do well also. Live the abundant life. Move ahead with your plans. Keep your goals, keep your objectives, but change the strategy. Adjust the plans just a little bit, but don't stop living. So, hey, 
Don't put off the wedding anymore. Just set the date and move on with it. Get your premarital counseling. What did you plan for? Just do it. Don't wait until the don't wait until the pandemic is over. It there will come a time when it will be over. This can't last forever. Nothing in this in this realm does. Right. But we don't know when. So why put your life on hold waiting for a pandemic to finish? So what is that business idea you have? Maybe you can keep the business idea, but change the strategy. Maybe you can adjust the market. What is it that you need to do? I want to challenge you to think about a new strategy. Think about a new business idea. Think about something else. But whatever you do, don't stop living. Build your houses. Have your families. Have your children. Give your children into marriage. But whatever the context is that we're living in now, I believe that the Lord is saying to us, we must put our trust in him, understand that he is our source, our rock, our fortress, our hiding place, and wherever the world goes and whatever happens with this pandemic, as long as our trust is in the right place, as long as our trust is not misplaced, then we can live the abundant life. And these are my few words in Jesus' name. Well, that is our talk for today. Thank you to my co-host and those of you in the studio audience. It was so awesome to have you on for this conversation. Thank you for hanging with us. It has been a great time and I trust that you have been challenged and blessed at the same time. So thank you so much. God bless you. And remember, wherever you go and whatever you do, Remember that God is with you. All right. See you next week. Same time, same place. And December is coming up and we have great conversations in store for you.